Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into LIT Radio. I'm your host, Dwayne. With me is an artist I've been a longtime fan of, met him in Brooklyn at the uh, $3 Rap Show. And, you know, I've seen artists always talk about, you know, here's my card, here's my IG. He was like, look, here's my card. You can scan the joint and it'll give you everything you need to know. And I was like, this guy's serious. Toronto <laughs> Native. Give it up for Capital OD. Say what up to the people. Hey, what's happening, y'all? It's your boy OD. So um, I guess I got to start off with the typical cliche question, but then it's going to get, you know, we're going to get real. But yeah. how did you like, well, you know, I did a little bit of research on your bio and everything like that. He was like all over mm -hmm. the place. Like how did, kind of describe what, what brought you all over those different places and like how did that influence your style? Because I can't say you really sound like anybody. You kind of just sound like you. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I think it's a it's a it's kind of a medley of all of those things, right? Because like all these places had different cultures, and I don't think at the time, while like you know when I whenever I started rapping, I don't think I knew that what I was doing, trying to put things together. But you know, right. over time, little pieces of things start to to come out accidentally. Because I'll say that like. I moved to Brooklyn in high school and I remember at that point people were still saying I sounded country right and I couldn't hear that in myself but now I, I can go back and listen to like records I was doing at the time right and I'm like there, there's records that I've lost from that time right like the the sessions and if I were to try and go back and re-record them I can't make them the same way you know what I mean right but in the in the same vein of that right like if like here in New York, some people might say I, I don't sound completely like a New Yorker. They might hear the way I talk and think I sound like somewhere else, right? And like, I remember when we was doing the shows and we was heavy on the like, um, like really dropping Toronto slang, right? Cause that was almost like a coming back to our, like getting to know ourselves, right? Getting to right. know our roots thing for us. So with that, um, you know, people, a lot of people think like, like oh i'm I, like a lot of people believe i live in toronto <laughs> right now right. where it's like I'm, bo I'm born in toronto and i was there up to a point but uh you know uh, there's i go down south and like like from people who used to tell me i sound country to now i go down there and they they're like wait you from new york you know what i mean so mm -hmm. everything kind of like blended together in in fact in, in, in some sort of fashion and to answer the first question about how or why that all took place is that uh man i had a mother that kind of like she get bored easy but also like i think uh i addressed this on like don't come home dead about like she had we was, we was living in scarborough which is on the east end of toronto right and uh people are probably familiar with hearing like drake's always talking about uh scarborough and like east hill exit eglinton or exit wherever wherever right and that's on the east end right um so that side of course like you go to toronto people talk about scarborough like it's you don't want there's no reason for you to be there if you're not from there right right so it was that and my mom kind of saw that like man police is a police brutality thing she was thinking she was seeing the way kids young black men what was how they were being treated how like they had no say in it and she was like I, at least I know like the United States it seems like they're getting their thing together 
You know what I mean? They had the NAACP and whatnot. So she was like, she's moving to the state. So eventually, you know, she sent for us, had us come down to meet her in Florida. And so I, I remember thinking I was visiting her, came to, came to visit. I remember she was like, we're going to go see my cousin. We in the car, she pat me on my leg and she was like, you're not going back. And I was like, <laughs> that was right before, right before I started fifth grade. Right. Wow. So right before I started, and that's, uh, that is the summer of 2001. Right. So then of course, like beforehand, if you know any, I think, uh, 21 Savage spoke on this recently, right? Like immigration laws and how things have changed. But uh, that's the summer of 2001. I start school in September 2001, and we all know what went down on September mm-hmm. 11, 2001, right? So after that, every everything is in disarray. So now, beforehand, Canadians being in the states wasn't really as much of an issue. Right. After that, it becomes an issue. So. Um, after that, you know, it's a thing to get our papers and whatnot. And so then that whole trail and whatnot leads me to living in Alabama. From from there, it's kind of like the first step of like, you know, getting that in order. Then uh, my mom makes the plan that like, all right, well, we had, because in Alabama, we didn't have no family. So she's like, we're going to move up to Brooklyn. We've, we've got family in New York. And I got family all over here, right? So her plan was first, she's going to send me to Jersey to mm-hmm. me and my brother send us to Jersey to stay with my granddad. And while she like gets some money up to like get us a place to stay out there. So that's how I end up staying in Jersey for a little bit and kind of like absorbing that culture. Um, and then, of course, before I start uh, my senior year of high school, moved to Brooklyn and I'm going to school in the sky and uh, living in Canarsie. Okay, yeah, so, so that's kind of how that whole thing happened. Yeah, it's, it's almost, I mean, that's pretty much like how like people that have like family in the military move around, more or less. Yeah. But, yeah, most people when they ask me, they're like they think like, oh, you in the military? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that, of course that wasn't the case. Yeah, but that's um that's interesting. And it sounds like your mom's is really determined to, you know, provide a better life for y'all, for you and your brother. So that's that's yeah. cool. You know, hats off to her for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just, I think I might have been in sixth grade when I heard my first Toronto MC. And there was a song that was mad catchy. I don't know why nobody else around me liked that song. I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah. But that song, it banged in the whip, even though I had a permit. So, you know, I was just sitting in the car yeah. in the driveway <laughs> and and it was a song called I know you I know you know this artist like Bacardi Slang. That was my joint. Yeah. And well, I was like, I don't know what the that is, but yeah. it sound it sound lit. You know what I'm saying? That sound like where all the where the island cats be at. But yeah, that's the that's the culture of Toronto. It's Caribbean culture, man. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's just it's just a different world. And I you know I, I know people from uh I've met people in Canada from Canada and stuff like that. You know you. Andre and a couple other people that shall remain nameless. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it was just, I hear that one, uh, Toronto was like a clean New York. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also heard that it's like, a, it's the most diverse, like, I think it was Toronto, like the most diverse city, like I think in the world almost. 
Like, it just has, like, a yeah. big multiplier, like, everywhere. That's, yeah, yeah. So, that's the thing, right? Like, even like I said, I lived in Scarborough. And, like, my first girlfriend as a kid was from Hungary. You know what I mean? Like, like living in the hood, we lived in uh, the Malvern section of Scarborough, right? That's right. By, like, you can ask people about, like, Tuxedo Court and whatnot, right? So, I'm right over in that area. And, like, you're still seeing, like, a lot of culture. Like, it's a lot of different types of people. Like, my, my all my elementary school pictures are full with a bunch of different races. You know what I mean? And right. that's why, like when you hear like like a lot of people talk about drake right and he'll like he's either like using like some sort of caribbean slang or he's using like some sort of like uh middle eastern slang and it's like all of those things have permeated toronto culture right so like you could be a white kid in toronto and like they all talk patwa like they all like they all say wallahi which is like you know that's a middle eastern for like you i swear to god you know what i mean but that's like toronto culture you know what i mean to the point and i think it's, it's a similar to you the uk right because right. i had a kid i put out a song called dunno and there was a guy who did a review on it from london and he was like yo listen to this rapper uh from new york using our slang and it was like these things permeate culture so he don't even realize that's jamaican slang <laughs> right exactly exactly that's hilarious. So yeah. um, I'm about to play this song right here that you sent to me a while ago, back in uh, 2018, Thanks. called uh, "Live Illegal." So, what's yeah. your uh, what's the background behind that, that behind that story? Like how you how you put it all together? Man, um, since I was a little kid, I heard like the first time I heard "Shook Ones Part 2. I, like of course like everybody knows prodigies versus nuts right yeah. but so i feel like havoc's verse gets kind of slept on but there's that one line where he says and he, he stretched it out it's the way that he was rapping that kind of like like he, i think that's why he gets outshined a little bit on that verse right it's because he kind of slows down everything and he right. says that line as long as i'm alive i'm gonna live illegal and it's the way I heard that, the way it hit me as a kid, particularly as a kid who, you know, was illegal at the time, that was like, I'm going to flip that into a record. And I knew right. that when I was in like sixth, seventh grade, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there was, a, I think Drum Fool sent me that beat probably like 2016-ish, right? And I had it and I knew that's what I'm going to do with it, right? And at first, I think I said the line on the the um, the Havoc line on there. Right. And I just was like, all right, cool. Let me go find the, the acapella of this record. And, you know, all those old joints, you can find acapella real mm-hmm. easy. Sure can. So went there, chopped it up, made sure I, like the tempo was almost exactly the same. I slid it in there and it was like, all right, cool. Now I just got to put these these words together. And we sat on the song for like a little while. And then I think it was Drumful who was like, yo trump trump is saying some wild stuff on his campaign i think this is like this is the record that you should be putting out at the time right so i think maybe i had like 50 percent of both verses and then of course like seeing what was going on and everything i went back in and i i finished like the latter ends of both verses that's how you end, end up with me going in and saying the line about trump and all that 
Um, and then we went out, we, uh, I had to think about a campaign for that. Right. Cause like at this point I've like, I'm set in motion. I'm not an illegal immigrant anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And it felt funny for me to just be putting out this record talking about it. <clears throat> and I didn't have an action thing to it. Right. Cause I'm right. a, I'm an action person. If you present me with a problem, I'm like, well, here's the solution. Cause we got to have a solution. I can't live with the problem on me. So I was like, I remember hitting up United Masters and whatnot, trying to like set up something so that I could uh, donate the proceeds from this record to to them, right? And at first they were not kind of with it, especially I think particularly because this uh, this song had um, had cussing in it, right. right? So they said, if you want to donate, you can donate. You just can't like you know use our name. So I was like, all right, for sure. So this is what I'm gonna do. I said, that's when I made the merch for the, for the whole thing. And I was like, all right, I'm going to sell merch and I'm going to make sure that the merch has the tag on it, right? The tag, the scannable tag. And that's the same thing I had done with, with dollar menu. So they could scan this tag on the t-shirt and it will take them to the song. But when they buy this merch, I'm going to make sure I'm donating these proceeds to United Masters. Uh, not, not United Masters. Um, uh, well, actually, it was a number of pro, uh, programs. I don't know why I'm saying United Masters. Strike that. <laughs> but um, a number of um, organizations that benefited um, elite, under illegal immigrants, right? So I uh, think like during, so we even did a show after that. That was the thing, right? So we did a show and donated all the proceeds from that to um, to illegal, to organizations that benefited illegal immigrants as well right i wanted to make sure that at the end of the day i could say that not only did i just do a song talking about it because i didn't want to feel like i was just out here complaining right you know what i mean so i wanted to make sure that like at the end of the day attached to all of that was something and i think that led me to feeling like this was a like a, a irl campaign it was in real life it wasn't just digital and i think that led me to you know wanting to do other things similar going forward no doubt no doubt i'm about to play it right now live illegal capital d let's go yeah sending this one out to all the dreamers and everybody trying to make a better life for themselves in this country they say there's too many of us but since the fuji's rhymed you ain't seen this as so fuji rhyme one more time time to even the scope torontonian who let Odie into the states went on tour before i rhymed over breaks because the papes what we after Make it faster High stakes though we have to Send it back to Our estate out in foreign Sea of stars and an eclipse Refugee You is where it's Lauren in the whip Ain't no sweet trip No vacation Ain't no chance of being bumped up to first class When you facing Deportation dog. I'm at the station Peace to the nation Nah I mean the nation Americano want no face in the dirt Because they women crush Wednesday Wanna get me all my paperwork Bump Trump I bump from New York to Fort Lauderdale and told my brother, well, if it all goes down, I'ma go down with ya. Or I'ma take the fall so the ground don't hit ya. No evidence found, I'ma wipe it down. I'll drive you out of town so them clowns don't get ya. I'm down to do the time. Cause you my partner ain't crying. And once I 
now In immigration sitting down with my country of origin written down And it's funny how, when this was what I was worried about Would run they mouths, but by the time they figure out The best rapper in the country's an illegal immigrant They gon' try to send me back even if I'm heaven sent Don't understand my accent, oh you do Say you don't, cause you don't like the way these bombs I'm dropping hit close to home, huh? In the zone, huh? Type gone, huh? Periodic table in an element of my own, huh? Tap my phone, caps, covers blown Whack rappers, cover songs Exported all the music I recorded Before I was deported And it ain't been the same ever since Immigration confiscated it for evidence If it goes down, yeah. I'ma go down with ya Or I'ma take the falls or the ground don't hit ya No evidence found, I'ma wipe it down Shit, I'll drive you out of so the clowns don't get ya I'm down to do the time from i feel like i heard that before no that's actually my mother um like i uh there was one time we, we were in the car i remember exactly where we were we were in uh in the drive through at mcdonald's and it, like it was like a, <clears throat> a real dark period i think at the time we didn't really even have like a place to live we were just kind of like crashing on different family members houses like on their couches or whatever and like i remember her just kind of like she started talking and I pulled out my phone because I knew what she was saying was like important. So recorded it, threw it in the record, like years later, years, years later. That's dope. Yeah, that, that's thank dope. you, man. Thank you. Yeah, because like I like the um I like that I asked, you know, that you gave me more insight about you know what you did with that record because you know a lot of people look, we we all know rappers that say things that aren't about what they say, you know what I'm saying? Performance yeah. and such like that, but the fact that you not only, you know, made a song about what you believe in, but you also donated the cause that you believe in, you know what I'm saying? That you took, yeah. uh, you know what I'm saying? That's that's really dope. That's very commendable. Much Thank you, man. Thank you. Also, the name of that organization was United We Dream. That's, that was the organization. I don't know why I mixed it up with uh, United Master. Right, United Dream. Got you, got you. So um, let me see what other joints I got here. Oh, real quick, what's your... um. What's your writing process like when you come up with like you know songs and stuff like that? Like how do you how do you kind of come up with different things? I feel like it, no lie, it's got to change a little bit um, every so often just so that like I don't get too used to things. Like I think for the most part, when I first started, or what like the length of me writing music has been is that I will I'll write like a line, I'll come mm -hmm. up with a line, and I continuously just add over add to that line for months you know what i mean like so i'll be writing a million songs at the same time and like i'm just trying to make sure that the wording and the phrasing is perfect over time and i just keep saying them 
all the time until I add up, like add on to it. Of course, as you get older, that becomes a little more difficult because you got other things that you're dealing with, right? Right. So eventually, like I, I, there was a time when I was in like a rap crew and like we, I learned to, yo, you got to write quick because you're trying to get on this song. You know what I mean? Because it's a lot yep. of it. So you better come up with something fast so that you can get your placement on this record. And I think that helped me to kind of like get to where I am now. It one, it got me to the point where like I knew I needed a home studio. I needed to be able to record on the go. And where I'm at kind of now is that like, I'll wake up, I might listen to a beat before I go to bed. So it's the last thing I hear. Right. And while I'm trying to fall asleep, like it's just kind of like in my mind and what like words start to come to me. And that at that point, I might just find myself picking up the phone every so often. And then I'll wake up in the morning and I'll record it first thing. Mm. You know what I mean? So, and then from there, I would like, and that might be like, say a verse or a hook. I usually try to start with the hook first. So it kind of anchors the song. and I know where to kind of build from. Right. And then from there, I'll try to decide, well, who, who sounds like they can complete this thought if I'm getting a feature or can add something to this, like, you know what I mean? But then I'll make a, a, I'll rough bounce it. I'll bounce that little, that little demo with the raw vocals. And I'll listen to myself on loop, these little demos every time I'm out, like I'm driving around, I'm listening to that so that eventually I start to, I'm forcing myself to do it, right? Like I start to hear little errors in it and I'm like, right. all right, that's got to change. Oh no, this got to go here. Like I got to say this thing too, you know what I mean? So that's pretty much the writing process now. Yeah, like I think definitely having a home studio like changes the game. One, it shows you serious, you know what I'm saying? Um, so you just wake up yeah. and be like, all right, let me just do this, as opposed to, damn, I got to book another studio session, you know? Yeah. This guy, oh, yo, and rappers, this. <laughs> yo, rappers, yo, I've seen, like, I think it happens, like, and, and now, like, like, I almost take it for granted, I guess, sometimes, right? Because I'll see artists pull up and, like, they don't have their lyrics written or memorized, right? There's always been a thing like, yo, I got to memorize this before I record it because from back when I used to pay, have to pay for studio time because like, mm-hmm. we got like, I got to make sure I got these records, you know what I mean? In high yep. school when like, you know, I, 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 whatever money I had is whatever money I had. I had to make sure that if I go to the studio, I leave with a record. So I got to have everything ready, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah the home studio like I think I'm already prepped and like and ready for it you know what I mean but but, like I think that's that's what everybody every rapper I encourage them to like yo go out and like put the the money that you're wasting on going to these studios you could go build your own studio and then cut that cost after even if you never learn how to mix for yourself you cut the cost because you already recorded all your records so just real quick, and then we go to the next song. Um, for like a decent, a decent home studio, like how much does it, does the artist yeah. need to put up? Yo, well, this took me over time, right? Because I got all right. So I got HS8s, right? Which I I'd recommend. That's that's my monitors right here, the speakers, right? And those are flat. You want flat speakers? I see a lot of people go out and get KRKs because they sound nice but KRKs are adding bass, right? They're adding low end. So you'll be thinking your song got all this low end 
and then you go and you try to like play elsewhere and it don't got none of that bass right mm -hmm. and if you go back to like there's a group project that i did called where's jared a lot of that project lacks some of that low end because there is krk's right um but those are 300 each right and i don't even think they they're making the hs8 anymore they have like a new version right but um like that's still that'll still hold you and it's flat right so what you're hearing is just flat sound whatever wherever you hear it elsewhere is going to be better than that but you want flat sound so you know a basic idea so that's 600 right and all of this is stuff like uh, like i got usually in college or overtime or kind of like progressed on the shield was probably like a hundred or so dollars uh my mic um was uh, this is the audio technica I, I think at the time i probably paid like 400 for that um the pop shield is you could probably get a good pop shield for probably honestly like 20 dollars um i work off a macbook but like yo pc is great for some people is and all a pc is whooping uh apple's ass to be honest with you um and I think the then I got my dog, right? I work off Pro Tools because I always, like, I came up with the idea that, like, that's that's professional grade. That's what every, like, major studio is using. So I need to be using what they're using. That's right. always been my mindset. That, like, I'm not going to get the second rate thing. Like, if, if that's the thing that I need, I set the goal for that. So uh, I record in the Pro Tools. You're going to need some external hard drives. Those might cost you, like, 100 or so dollars. Um other than that, it's like, I don't know, keyboards and stuff like that. It can get expensive when it comes to like plugins and whatnot. Um, but other than that, like that, that's pretty much what it is. It's definitely going to end up being cheaper in the long run than like, you know, paying whatever you're paying for studio time. Yeah, most definitely, definitely adds up. You know, you got to worry about making sure you're not going to a janky studio that keeps your files and then we need to stand for, you yeah. know. Man. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, let me let me chill for I sub somebody. All right, so this is <laughs> right here. <laughs> um, I'm the daddy. This was sent to me uh, last year. Uh, mm. what's the what's the motivation behind that song right there? Uh, all right. So the original thing, I think I had the idea for like doing a a, a song. I have a, I keep a folder on my phone called um ideas. So little things that people say, that's this is probably a step in the writing process too, right? Um, when I'm speaking with people or if I'm reading something, if I'm watching a movie, I'm taking note of little things people might say mm -hmm. that, so that I could put it into a record, right? So at some point, something made me, uh, or somewhere I heard somebody say, I'm the daddy. And that line kind of stuck in my head. So I wrote it in the ideas folder. And I knew like, all right, at some point I got to do a song that somehow stems from this. And my boy Drumful, he was kind of dancing around making house music, but he uh, wanted to do something that kind of felt like Return of the Mac, right? right so right. he started he started kind of like messing with that and making it housey. And so we came up with like the first half of it, right? Um, and it was just kind of like, like I was playing around. It was kind of like a joke at first. But then we found that we kind of liked it, right? Um, but at first, it was just for us. It was just like something silly that we had. And then eventually, more and more, I think we liked it so much that we were like, nah, this could, this could actually float. But I was like, I want to do something interesting with it. 
it might, or maybe Drum Fool was. One of us had the idea that like it should turn into a trap song halfway through, right? And and that chorus should only happen one time, right? Like just make it like it's already funny. Like let's just make it experimental all the way. Right. So and then I thought like who are two rappers that I think drive this point home? Two rappers that I know are good at being funny or and have like a unique sound. So then Mouse, who is a master of, I think, of like a funny rap, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, again, a call there. All right. Yeah, Mouse, who I think is a master of the funny rap, right? And then Barry Allen Love, who from the very first moment I met that dude, I was like, this dude is a comedian. He is a comedian. With, like, you know, the best type of comedian is the one that le- never lets you in on a joke, never lets you feel like it is a joke, like he's right. just talking. And that's Barry Allen Love. So um, reached out to both of them. Funny thing is, Barry, like, there's an eight-bar section, right? You hear Mouse does an eight-bar verse. Barry has an eight-bar verse. So I sent it to them like that. Barry sent me 32 bars. So, <laughs> yo, I don't even, like, the beat ended and he kept going. And so what you hear on that record is where I cut his verse and then I just do on doing my tag at the end and I said it says that so deep. But yeah, he um <laughs> he definitely gave me 32 bars and I should definitely release that at some point. Wow. Yeah, that's part of the joke. All right, pull it yeah. up next. I'm the daddy. Let's go. They don't want to see me love you They'd rather see our love run out They don't want to see me love you Let's give them something to talk about So when they ask Time to get ready, yeah. Hey. Debbie's 
Birth in a wave, I'm really the daddy, uh, can't fit in the camera Father's Day, I'ma get so many presents, this is a parent No, no, no pulling out, but I pull up and air it yeah. Could be bending and I'm about to have to throw it in reverse Time to show me what you bout Standing in the driveway, girl, you just won't let me pull out. And you never had no doubt. No daddy, when I walk in the thrift, half off every time I walk out. Flipping for triple the gift to the twins. It's your bum poppy, done did it again. Birthdays and Christmas bring only your friends. Got goodies for everyone. These kids gon' have everything. That's so sucks and berry love but yeah that uh so he had 32 bars he had 32 bars yo like i still remember when i opened the file and i think i hit up drum pool and i was like yo berry send us 32 bars bro (laughs) that's that's crazy yeah and i i uh, i purposely like got mouse's verse too so he mouse's verse was already in there so he knew he didn't even have 16 Right, <laughs> he knew it was just the eight, and I knew I wanted him to play off of Mouse's bars, so uh, that that was just hilarious that uh, he sent me thirty two. But like, they were just hilarious bars with mad layers. Like, yeah, <laughs> right, right. uh, it was, yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, like sometimes, and me and my wife was talking about this the other day. We was watching something, and I was just like, "Yo, like, it seems like." People don't have fun in music no more. And it's like, why yeah. not? Matter of fact, he was watching, which is crazy. He was watching, um, he was watching the Uptown Funk video. He was watching like like old Bruno Mars stuff. He's like, yo, like you can tell they having fun in the video. You can tell this isn't yeah. just like background, like he knows these people. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so it's just it's different. You know, music is, music is supposed to be fun. Obviously, you know, it's the outlet for you know to express yourself and you know, get those demons out mm-hmm. or whatever. But at the same time, like, you got to have fun. And I feel like music is, it's, uh, I don't want to talk about yeah. this. Keep it positive. <laughs> yeah. No, but you're, you're right. Yeah, it's supposed to be fun. And I think uh, maybe sometimes people take themselves too seriously. And there's a time for a time and a place for that, of course. But, like, yeah, man, it's got to be fun. It's got to be because people, the listeners, want the fun, right? They can tell if, you, if this is a job for you, right? Right. You know what I mean? So I think that was one of those records where it was like, particularly after like, I just gave you the album Don't Come Home Dead and it's about serious content. You know what I mean? And it like, there's the teaser for it in the album too, right? That That's how I knew when I put that teaser in the album. It's like at the end of a song, right? I, and those are things I love to do is like put these little things in in songs for, for the person that's going to be a real listener, right? Because... Right. Last, I think it's at the end of the song last summer and last summer was a single from years ago that ended up on the album if the for the listeners that got to that and weren't like oh I heard this song already and skipped ahead if they stuck it out then they found out there's an extra verse on there 
And then you get this preview of this house song out of nowhere. And like that version on the on the album even has like the extended, like there's an extended intro with like some talking that's pretty funny. But but yeah, like it's gotta be fun. It's got you gotta leave these little tidbits and whatnot that are interesting. Right, most definitely, most definitely. So right now I'm about to play my favorite capital OD song. Oh yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um oh geez. I think I'm gonna just play it and then we can talk about it. <laughs> All right, for sure. Go for it. All right. <laughs> oh, shit, so hot. <laughs> Yo, I'm weak. I thought they were cool, so. <laughs> what are you doing there? You're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Try to change her, she been doing her thing And things just ain't the same She was always built like a knockout Wardrobe malfunction Every time she pop out She found the right line of work Spent more time ironing a skirt than wearing it Man, even worse when they tearing it off Her parents in her heel, but she ain't hearing it all What's that saying about one monkey, y'all? <laughs> her pupils dilate I know her mind state Come try the best damn In the tri-state It's just some But the way she look at me in my eyes Make me wonder how that pot tastes Now I don't mean between her thighs Ain't trying to violate She gets busy Throwing it back and making it look easy And around the way girl That done found a way to TV Well the internet I never did get with her yet Or even consider it Now I got some regrets Cause I done seen her in a new way A new light and it feels like I'm seeing her for the first time So I might be a little out of line the next time I'm online Cause So far she go, so far she came 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 And she's gone, gone, She going live and she's gone Okay, 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 could pick that butt out of a lineup. If being fine was a crime, she put these cuffs around her wrist and do the time. OD. OD. Oh, hold on a second. Hello? Hey, 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 hey. Jump on B light. B2K03 light. I be OT light. Back home, cops looking for me light. Shawty want me, right? I need a freak, a lead light. Yo, everybody, huddle up real quick. Beat that, beat that, beat that, boo. Tell I read, touching the streets, we used to wait for the free. Back in those jeans, despite all our differences, I'm still the same OG. New exes, new taps, I ain't got no password. She gave me the tour, I won't get to know it. I'm living so backwards. She put her back on my bad word. Choosing the one, I'm the bachelor. Women, they love me in school. I got way more than my bachelor's. And I own all of my masters. I feel like they playing catch up. My daddy live right by the trap. But I ain't gonna say I'm a trapper. Hey, hey. I'ma tell you no cap. I feel like she live on my lap. Yeah. Her other dude fell off the map. Hey, yeah, we've been searching where you at. Got my old thing back, but now she way more nasty. So yeah. far she go, so far she came, so far she go, so far she came, so far she go, so far she came, so far she go. So far she go. So far she
she's gone. Yes, that was uh, So Far Should Go, Capital OD featuring Mouse Sucks. I actually looked at the date on, uh, we sent that over, I would think it was March the 2nd, 2019. And I think that might have been the first time I heard No Cap. I think oh, it Yeah. Wow. And I, I feel like No Cap was a thing before that. Maybe it wasn't a thing up here yet, though. But uh, yeah, I feel like that, that was probably around for a minute. But uh, I think Mouse, like, particularly, like, when we do songs together, he likes to play off of that. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. That was, that was a, man, I, yo, I'm, I'm happy to know that's your favorite record, yo. That's a very funny one, too. <laughs> yes. It's just, it's dope. The beat, the concept, everything. It's dope, dope. Yeah. Yeah. The thing with that one is um, <laughs> I had a, I had a homeboy who was over at his house. And like he, he was seeming like he was just preoccupied in, in his mind about something. And he wasn't saying it at first. And then he was like, yo, this girl I know from high school, I saw her in a porno. And we was like, what? He was like, yeah. And now I'm seeing her differently, right? He was like, I never looked at her in this way, right? And we just thought that was hilarious. So um, it was a thought process in my head to like, you know, kind of make a song playing off of that. And he was originally supposed to be on the song for like uh, people who like follow like Capital Lodi stuff the way back when like we were doing music with Sean K. This is Sean K. This is actually a Sean K story. And he was originally supposed to be on the song. Then Sean K like disappeared. Nobody could hear from him for like a year. So uh, Mouse got on the record. Um, and that, of course, like led the record to being delayed for a really long time. But uh, but yeah, that's the backstory to that. And of course, um, we wanted to use some like Alabama slang in there. So like, I remember when we was uh when we was living in Alabama, uh, it was a thing for saying whenever you was doing whenever you was doing anything sexual, it was called going live. So um, and I remember going live, and you would uh call you would call uh, anybody that was fast like a like a girl that was fast you call her oh she's a go liver like people would always say that with like that upward inflection oh she's a go liver you know about her so i wanted to take that and throw it into a record and that's what that's what it became so far she go yeah that dang that's definitely added a lot of a lot of context so yeah. <laughs> now about to play your latest joint uh east new york yeah 
Shout out to East New York, by the way. Spent a lot Facts. of Facts. Big shout out to East New York. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Taking the A. Euclid stop. My grandma used to live right down Pine Street. Beautiful. Word. Yeah. Yeah. Euclid, that's where I used to have to get off to. So um, yeah. What's the story behind that? Sounds like it was a, a relationship that was kind of tumultuous. Like, what's the backstory? Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's a song about like without being too too descriptive, you know what I mean? But like this is a it was a song inspired by X after like a breakup, you know what I mean? And like someone who I was in a relationship for a really long time with, right? So then like I think after some time you kind of start to like you know overlook some things and maybe like on both parts on both of our parts kind of like not doing what you're supposed to do in a relationship you know what I mean to fulfill the other person and also kind of both probably feeling like we deserve a little bit more you know what I mean wanting the wanting for those things but then not communicating properly so the whole song is really like the result of poor communication to be honest with you um but yeah of course so you know some 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 things happened and then like we ended up uh calling it quits and I would find that I'd be driving through East New York and like there'd be places that just reminded me of her so like I'd be driving down Pennsylvania and it'd be like all of a sudden I'm in that place you know what I mean driving right. down Linden and I'm in that place you know going past Star at City and I'm in that place so Linden movie theater mm-hmm. so that was happening for the longest, like, especially like it'd be a late night and not just with East New York, with like any little thing that would remind me of her, you know what I mean? I'm right. talking, I would be talking to a new girl and like she say something that sort of reminds me of the old thing and it would be like in my head. So um, for a while that was going on, like I'd be driving with the homies after parties, like dropping people off and like, like I remember there was a few times like I had some homies I had to drop off in East New York or like and it would just be like mm, like I'm driving through Star City I know like what these these places mean to me so that was happening in my head all the time and Drumford sent me that beat maybe like a year before I'd actually used it and it was just like in a, again in a folder on my phone for me to like listen to stuff and one day I'm on the train and I'm on the A train and like, I, I've i spun the record and I think, I don't know if it was the chorus, it might've been the chorus that came to my mind first. And like just the beginning parts of it, like, like can somebody call an ambulance, can barely stand. And I was like, there's, a, there's an interesting little pattern here. You know what I mean? Not everything rhymes, like, but it's like, there's a pattern there and I like that. And as I continued to write it, it was about that. It was about that situation. So like, I was like, damn, like this is this is a song I got. And around that time too, we had threw a party in East New York with um, some people funny enough that like my ex had told me like, yo, she doesn't like those, you can't trust them, like, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that was one of those things where like almost to rebel against her, I was hanging out around them more, you know what I mean? And like low key, lo and behold, she ended up being right about those people. But before that, we threw this party and I remember the whole time I'm there, I'm like, it, we threw it in East New York and the whole time I'm like, damn, what if she pops in? You know right. what I mean? If she pops in, I gotta go. So that that ends up like, you know, forming the second verse of it. Um, 
so yeah it's, but of course her being right about that and somebody hit somebody hit me up about the song and was like yo that's crazy that you said her name in the song like somebody i let hear the song early and i was like i didn't say her name in the song what are you talking about and he's like yo at this point you say her name and i was like nah right and i was like that's funny uh, another person felt the same way and that inspired me a little bit so that's when i like i was like word if y'all are thinking you're hearing something that isn't in the song of course because you know this person and maybe that's that's creating you causing you to do that um he gave me the idea of creating a lyric video that where the words to the song are different than what's in the actual song right so then that's how we end up creating this lyric video where it starts off with like little things that if you're paying attention to the lyric video you'll notice wait hold up you can't say that and then the more and more you go along i'm saying more and more things that are a little bit more honest as opposed to like the song kind of being like braggadocio like after you right. have a breakup and you like yeah i don't want you i only want you for this that and the third you know what i mean but then the lyric video says the real thing you know what i mean what you look like so even when like that particular line about the party where i like i kind of exposed that like the names that you're seeing that, that you hear in the song have changed because i originally said other people's names but this girl was right about them she was right about them so i had to change those names you know what i mean so it's a, bu a bunch of little like little tidbits that for everybody that like watched the lyric video and watched intently there's people who like hit me up and were like Yo, I watched the lyric video the first time, or I thought I did, but then I watched it a second time and I was like, wait, what's going on here? Did you mess up the lyric? Like even Drum Fool, who produced it, hit me up after I sent him the lyric video before it came out and was like, yo, just so you know, I think like maybe some of your notes or something got mixed up with the lyrics. And I was like, right. nah, go watch that one more time. And he realized, oh no, this is nuts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that was like some interest in that like came from people just making like hearing something incorrectly funny thing is like before we started this conversation i watched that video and i noticed that i was like yeah i was thinking maybe you know you have recorded it in a different space and then when you you know, did the lyric videos like you know what maybe you know yeah yeah there was a there was some growth that took place right because right that was a breakup from 2018, right? And I wrote that song, like that's from the a breakup from the end of 2018. And I probably wrote that song before we started 2019. Right. You know what I mean? So that happened real fast. So then of course, like within that time period, I grew, right? And I had a homegirl that was even like, yo, you should definitely send her this lyric video before you put this song out. Cause she's going to see the song and you don't want it her to catch it off guard and like hear certain lines and immediately see blood you know what I mean so right. I did what she said yeah I did what she said and made sure that I sent it to her before send it to this girl uh beforehand so that she could hear it you're a class act so yeah I tried to be <laughs> all right so <laughs> up next uh capital OD brand new East New York dessert
so much that I feel sore Now I can't even walk through this as before All the little things that I thought I could ignore I know better ever since we closed the door Beat myself up so much that I feel sore now I can't even walk through East New York Without even mobbing deep Mouth sucks in the car with me Ish, Ash and Shikani Probably you know how it be It's knocking party scene But if you popping, I'ma leave Whipping, dipping, I'ma see Where it's popping, I'ma green If I hit you up, I'm just looking for some butt You're looking for some trust But after how you give it up I hate your fucking guts And I hope that you die But I'll probably die first Can somebody call the ambulance? Can barely stand, shawty, I don't really wanna dance So, uh, Cap, uh, as far as 2021, what can people expect from you, you know, going forward? What do they expect for it? Is it going to be a big year for you? Yeah, man, I think it's probably going to be probably my biggest year so far just because, one, we're about to drop the, the East New York video, and that's probably – it's, it's going to be a two-part video. So you're getting this, you're getting the East New York video uh, this Wednesday coming up. And there's a song I'm going to drop in March that kind of is going to be the prelude to this. The music video for that song is going to be the prelude to that video. So, um, and then also I'm dropping a song every month, every month. And uh, the way we're doing it is that the first Friday of every month, I'm going to release a song on Bandcamp. I'm not going to make no mention of it on social media at all, but anyone who follows me on Bandcamp will get that notification. And from there, they can, like, you know, get this song early. The following week on the Wednesday, usually, I'll be releasing the song on all streaming platforms. So, um, yeah, man, it's going to be really interesting. I'm, like, I realized that one over 2020 i had a lot of songs i had a lot of plans for for 2020 and of course a lot of things got halted right uh there, i had a song called imported that was supposed to drop before the summer hit and then everything kind of like slowed those things up yep. and uh towards the end of the year i finally hit like uh, a stride where i was like you know what we've got a we've got a catalog like at any given point i got 30 songs ready to go you know what i mean so I realized, yo, we can just start dropping songs once a month. So that's that's the plan. I wanted to start it off, start up, start the year off with like one of my favorites, which is East New York. We're about to. I got one for for Valentine's Day coming. It's gonna uh, drop a little bit before Valentine. Of course, the first Friday of February on Bandcamp. Then the following Wednesday, it'll be on um, it'll, which is February tenth. It'll be on all streaming platforms. It's called Ain't a Gift, and uh. It's a uh, almost similar in the in the vein of I'm the Daddy. It's a it's it's a funny one. I think all the fellas who have had to deal with you know getting poor gifts or lack thereof gifts for Valentine's Day will enjoy this one. But uh, 
you know, you know that one gift that uh, the ladies tend to try and give you when they don't got any other gift to give you. <laughs> An <laughs> empty box. to that one. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, so it, uh, empty box is perfect words, perfect words. So uh, yeah, we got that record coming out for, for February and other than that, we just gonna be rolling every month. I'm gonna be doing a, a lot of content. So it's gonna be a lot of content. I've, I've always been a guy who uh, felt uncomfortable on camera. And I feel like I'm finally getting into my stride with like being comfortable. I think that that has a lot to do with me writing these music video treatments now. So like, I'm making sure I'm putting my own ideas and my own visions and the things that I see into these music videos. And they're not just, you know, me standing in front of a green screen or standing in front of like, you know, a building or whatever the case may be. We're like trying to tell some real stories with these music videos. No doubt, no doubt. Definitely excited to hear from that. So if people want to find you, where can they find you at? I'm on all social media at capital. That's a uh, capitalism funds, uh, capitalism, you know, property and all of that. And OD, capital OD, ODE, like that's OD. Basically. Thanks again for your time. Yo, anytime. LIT. Love you, boy. No doubt.